presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are back. Scotty Via here with Paralegal Mike. Uh, brother, it's been a bit a few weeks here, uh, but uh, we're back. Rocking a brand new show, talking Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Oh, uh, Canada. <laughs> I was away from Canada for a while, so apologies yeah. to the yeah. listeners. Very legal. Mike had some uh, work to do down in uh, good old Mexico. Big shout out to uh, Mike and April, the newlyweds. Congratulations. Had a great time down in Mexico. Nice. The land of AAA. <laughs> Arriba. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it was a fun trip. And then I got home and Scotty Via, of course, you could hear it in his voice. Still, oh. It's a little under the weather. It's been a, a rough go for me since you've got back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just not had great. Some, uh, had some uh, dental issues going on there. And I thought I got that all cleared up. And then I wake up the next day and this is the result of it. It's just uh, been on my ass for almost a week here. So, uh, yeah, it's been a battle. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not 100% yet, but we're getting there. I didn't want to go in another week. I know Mike didn't want to go another week with not doing a show, especially after a huge pay-per-view this past week. Yeah, no, we, we definitely needed to get back yeah. to you. Yeah, my house, Pro Wrestling Podcast, faithful. Uh, absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for sticking with us and being patient and uh, and uh, sending some messages. We got some messages, like, you know, because hey, uh, I, I believe we would messaged uh, right before the pay-per-view. You know, yeah. hoping to come back next week. Uh, illnesses and, and things like that have been crushing us a little bit. But um, thanks for uh, the notes for everyone that did send them in, saying that uh, they can't wait to hear us again. So we're back. Mike, let's just get into it. Elimination Chamber was this past weekend. 
uh, we planned on watching it together, but uh, obviously with me being a little bit ill, that didn't happen. But we both watched the show in real time, basically together, texting back and forth throughout the show. Yes, we did. We were hyped for this one. We really were. A lot of people were. And to put it in perspective a little bit, usually this Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is nothing. It means nothing. It's just a B pay-per-view in between Rumble and Mania that, you know, ne- for me, never had its luster. Anytime they started naming pay-per-views after gimmick matches, for me, that magic of those gimmick matches kind of got lost because it's just... I, I agree with you 100%. I, I don't like the Elimination Chamber match to begin with. I, I've never really cared for it. But um, I was excited because the draw of this pay-per-view was its main event, which is yeah. crazy to see that like a whole card didn't sell the show. People were buying in for the main event. Which doesn't happen often in, let's just be honest, the big two, AEW and WWE, just doesn't happen often because I think those names are enough no. to, to, to sell out arenas. Um you know, when AEW comes to Canada, which they're coming to Winnipeg in a couple of weeks, both you and I are going very excited about that. You know, we didn't we didn't buy tickets because like a match was announced. We're like, oh, cool. They're in our area. Let's go see the show. And, uh, and, I, and a lot of times now the undercard kind of steals the show. Like, yeah, it, it, we, we're very rarely leaving going. The main event is why we watch the, the pay-per-view. It's it's something that happens on the undercard that we really enjoy. But uh, this was the case in no. uh, this year's Elimination Chamber. I was very excited for the main event. The buildup between Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns, the fallout uh, of Rumble, le- led us to this match at Elimination Chamber. And all eyes were on that main event. It really, really was. There, there, everything before it happened, uh, we'll talk about those matches in a little bit, but it's hard to ignore the biggest thing in pro wrestling right now, which is Sami Zayn and the bloodline. And we've got uh, it, which like easy front runner for story of the year. Like it, it's just, yeah, incredible work being done over what ten months. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I believe. Like at this point, we're like ten months. I'd say. I want to say in May is when Sammy first went to talk to Roman about you know helping him out. Might have been June, but I'm pretty sure it was May last year. But yeah. Um, up until now, yeah, we're we're in in February, going on March here, pretty quick. It, it it's an unbelievable story, which all of our listeners know and have watched, and I'm sure all enjoy. I don't think I've seen very many people out there that aren't enjoying the storyline. Well, you're um, you're a fucking idiot if you're not. Like you're just <laughs> it's just counterculture at yeah. that point. Like mm-hmm. I I just I can't like it because everyone likes it. You, you can like it. It's very good. It's 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 excellent actually. Yes. Uh, not to jump back too much, but Mike, I think it'd be. Uh, ridiculous for us to ignore Friday Night Smackdown the night before the Elimination Chamber, also in Montreal, and that five-minute ovation for Sami Zayn when he oh, comes out in the what, main event segment. What a segment. homecoming. What a yes. homecoming. And it was perfect. It was. They cheered and chanted and sang for Sami for a solid five minutes before he said a word. And then he he didn't say a lot. I think he said maybe 10 sentences at most. And a couple of them were in French, which were amazing. And for me, it was perfect, Mike, because it gave that crowd and anybody that had like a hint of could Sammy pull it off. Feeling the way of they're going to do it. Sammy's going to beat Roman. And it planted that huge seed in their head 
of it can happen. How can you ignore this crowd? How can you not send this crowd home happy? And give Sammy I kind of, I kind of felt that way before the crowd, but that definitely did help. Like I was in that camp of hoping that, yeah, like Sammy could do this. This, this could be real. This could be real booking for the WWE. You can't ignore Sammy Zayn at this point, especially after the Rumble. Like you're just over to the moon. But you're right, getting that ovation. I mean, the the glory tear, the Denzel glory tear. Like he <laughs> was emotional, and rightfully so. That's a hometown crowd. And he didn't need to say a lot. I know there's some people on the internet that I saw that were just like, well, he didn't say anything. Well, he didn't have to. Didn't need to say, it's been, it's, to say it's, anything. It's been said. Like, the rumble <laughs> was them saying it. Mm-hmm. And it, I just, I again, it was a really a decent go-home episode of SmackDown before a pay-per-view as well. Like, considering mm-hmm. they're on Saturday now, like, you really had to get some stuff done. But it was a good way to end and get people excited, especially those who were, is it the Bell Center? Yeah, those who were at the Bell Center and going to go the next night obviously had something really special to look forward to. And boy, um, I thought they they delivered in they, the, the they, best way possible. They really did. Like, there's always that fear of like, are they going to just go for more heat and have Roman come out or the Usos or somebody jump Sammy in, on the Friday show? But they didn't. They just let that moment happen. I think that was almost a thank you, Sammy. Like, you're a giant reason why this bloodline storyline is what it is we're going to give you this because the oh, next you edit- you you earned it that you're yeah, right yes he, he just a hundred percent earned it mm-hmm. and i think everyone knew like I, I don't know anyone who would disagree and if you are again like come on man like yeah. get off your high horse this, this is really great and like sammy for a guy who has been putting in work yeah on the undercard and doing the things he's done over the past few years like this is huge this is yep. a huge spotlight on you and then to take it into a main event pay-per-view match and deliver the way you did. Like I, if you're not putting Sami Zayn in your top five wrestlers of the year thus far, you're insane. So let's just get into the match, dude. Um, we all know how it ended. Roman Reigns retains. Yeah. Um, which, which again, we, we, we both picked me begrudgingly mm-hmm. because I, I had a hope that maybe they were going to go different, but um to mania obviously you you need that that hot heel and i i think it was it's roman all day he's hated he's absolutely hated by the the wwe universe and i love that because it's really going to add some juice to to cody and roman at mania but this match um i i think work wise was even really solid i thought these two guys went harder than kevin and roman did yeah yeah i if anyone like could tell me different go ahead but i just thought they were laying it in more it was a little harder hitting um i believe like even just that crowd and how much they hated roman the shift from the acknowledge me stuff when sammy's a part of the bloodline and let's get real roman wasn't getting booed out of buildings Mm -hmm. he got crushed in the bell center yeah like the, the the fuck you roman chants were you couldn't ignore it. They were as loud as possible. They, but yeah. <laughs> it work-wise, it was it was stellar in between the ropes. And I think Roman did a really good job of getting Sammy over as a threat in that match. Yeah, Roman did his job to a T. Uh, something that we've been saying for a long time is, one, Roman is a great worker and a great seller. But my goodness, does he ever become the total package in putting over opponents that are 
like a Sami Zayn to make him a credible threat to get those close fin- false finishes, which there wasn't a lot of in this match. But when there was, they counted. Uh, there's a couple ref bumps in this match, but yeah, I, I think that's where some of the disconnect comes on the internet side of things. Like we we follow a lot of pro wrestling, yeah. so we're we're very active on the socials and we we read a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And I know there's some people mad that there was not one but two ref bumps in this match, but um, I thought they fit well. Like I, yeah. I thought they played to the story well because I, I didn't ever think Sammy was going to get over clean if he did go over. And I, I think we we knew going in the bloodline is still very much so a part of this story. So yes, they were they were going to get involved, and I think it was crazy that we were told the Usos had to stay home. Yeah, and I mean because the circumstances outside of wrestling, we just assumed one could not <laughs> go into <laughs> Canada. Well, that was the one thing when you see Jimmy Uso, who is the one with the DUIs, which Canadian authorities don't really like. If you have a few of those in the states, you're not coming up here for a while. Um, that was the big thing. I jumped on Twitter right away when, when Jimmy shows up and they're like, everyone's tweeting. I was like, I thought he wasn't allowed into Canada. Well, obviously maybe things have changed. That stuff doesn't always last forever. Um, but we saw Jimmy Uso get involved. Um, we saw, we didn't see solo, which was wild. No. Yeah. I'm actually kind of shocked by that too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we saw Jimmy, uh, we saw a couple of ref bumps and eventually we see Jay come out and, Great storytelling, almost reminiscent of or or uh, a flip side version of what happened at the Rumble. Sammy's down and out. The referees are out. Roman's got a chair. Jay's like, what are we doing? Roman hands the chair to Jay and says, you do it. And that's and, and that's where I said, I'm like, that's that's storytelling. Yeah, especially with the Jay walk off from Rumble. Like we had to have a feeling that was going to happen. For, and for I, me, I, it was uh, I just. Maybe it's just because I was in the moment, but I was like, oh, wow, I didn't I didn't see that little turn coming. Roman handing the chair to Jay, but I was just in the moment. I wasn't really like trying to book it or anything like that. I was just enjoying the show. Um, but you see Jay hesitate and know and get face palmed by Roman the same way Sami Zayn got face palmed by Roman at the Rumble. And uh, it turns into Sammy going to hit Roman and taking out Jay by accident. And we're waiting for the follow to that. That might be out by the time the show is out. But um, it it adds that little wrench into, oh, damn it. The one guy that had Sammy's back was Jey Uso, it seemed like. And now they've collided. And there's going to be an issue there. Yeah, I, I but again, that also keeps this this story alive a little bit longer. We're, mm-hmm. we're not at WrestleMania yet. No, we still got a good so you have to fill you have to yeah you have to fill TV with something in order to keep Sammy in the picture and this is a great way of doing it. Yeah, I, I we mentioned the ref bumps before and uh, a lot of people on the line. Well, not a lot, but you know the the vocal minority that just hate everything didn't like the ref bumps. I like you said, I thought they were perfectly placed. They were perfectly done. These things happen in giant main events a lot. Yeah, this is the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. We're going to get to the card about ridiculous things you see to end a match. <laughs> but I I, I thought they did place well just to get that story moving again. Mm-hmm. And when the Usos came out, it, it was a huge pop for me. I'm like, oh, my God, they're, they're there. Yeah. Like, it yeah. worked on me. Because you said maybe, maybe it was just being in the moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when, like, when the J collision happens, you're just heartbroken. 
like it, it just works that way. We're like, no, yeah, like, it, it was crushing because then you know the way our minds work, and I'm sure most listeners work is like, well, now we're we're booking on how that's going to go, kind of thing, right? Like, damn it, there's going to be trouble within the the two buddies, and we're getting a mania. We probably know what's going to happen. Uh, I want to jump back before even all the the shenanigans start happening. Just the actual match, dude. Like, I believe I read somewhere or heard online somewhere that. Even before Roman and Sammy touched, it was almost five minutes of just taunting and the crowd cheering and Roman saying, talking shit to Sammy's wife and family at the front row and just taking it in kind of thing. And Sammy saying, yeah, this is for you. This is it's me and all these people against you tonight. And they had, in my opinion, a phenomenal I might even get killed for seeing this, but a, a golden era styled match. It was very slow at times. They slowed down. The crowd never died, though. Anytime the crowd would get on, no. he would lock on a headlong headlock and made him wait longer. And then when Sammy got up and fired back, the crowd fired up again. To me, it was a very Hogan Macho Man era type of match against a, a really good, good guy and a really bad, bad guy. And I love those kind of matches. Not all the time. I will say for me, the one thing I don't didn't like about this match is that I didn't feel like they fired up enough in the end to make, you know, firing back quicker and quicker and quicker. It was still a lot of slower paced action, but it, everything it, it, meant it, something it, when they hit that. Like you said before, it was hard hitting. They laid their shit in and everything counted when they were getting hit with strikes. It wasn't like they were taking six German suplexes and then that guy was popping back up to throw a super kick. No, and I think that we got to give. I don't know who the agents were on on this match. Like, I haven't dug that deep, but like, mm-hmm. kudos to them, and then obviously kudos to Hunter. Yeah, for saying absolutely. This is how you have to. This is how you're going to have to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that uh, Hogan Andre level of build to when yeah. they collide. So everything meant something. You don't need a million moves of offense when everything means something. And I like I too. You you brought up that his wife front row and. Obviously, Roman taking shots there, but Sammy going out and embracing his wife too. Like um, on Busted Open, they said it best. It's the house show spot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. you're right. You 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 don't get that often, but that embrace like that pulls the viewer in more too. That gets the crowd behind it more too, and even more just like, come on, Sammy, like your whole all your people are here, dude. We we both have full-blown like real life examples of that my wife and your girlfriend their new favorite wrestler is Sami Zayn because of the storyline because of basically even Friday night and the way this match went where you see the giant of Roman Reigns and you see the smaller statured you know not a pretty face Sami Zayn but the whole crowd's behind him his wife is there crying in the front row cheering him on they did everything perfect in my opinion on building the storyline to get the hardcore fans like us and the casual slash newer viewers. It's the perfect example of how to do it. And they did it great. And it's, it, again, I love that you, you said it best, that golden era where like Miss Elizabeth helped Macho get fans involved. Yeah. Like right? you, you you could cross just that, like that male demographic. Mm-hmm. This, this helped that too. And, and like, it, if you weren't behind like the, the promo packages building up, this were incredible. Yeah. Like the history of Sammy involved with the bloodline was amazing it, on both on SmackDown and then peppered throughout 
little vignettes, the pre-show, like mm-hmm. they they sold it so well. Like you're you were invested by the time that bell was even going to ring. Yeah, I I just kudos to them for and, and again, like you're still driving the same story. Like this realistically should have been curtains. Yeah, but it definitely doesn't feel like it is. No, we even saw a follow up that on Monday Night Raw where uh, where they talk about you know wanting to take the bloodline down. They want to tear it down. So Roman has nothing left. So Roman is a broken man with no bloodline left, nobody at his side. And we'll get into that in uh, future shows here. But which I mean, like yes, we're we're like we said, we're on the road to WrestleMania, and mm-hmm. all signs are are pointing. If you're listening to the show, obviously Scotty V is a huge Cody Rhodes fan. Yes, sir. So we're where I am also with him assuming that Cody Rhodes is gonna win the, the undisputed championship at at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. We're it, it just at this point has has to happen. <laughs> unless they unless they really just say like fuck it. We'll make him go <laughs> doesn't get to win it on the grandest stage of them all. Uh we're not going to dive into this because we'll get back to Chambers, but I will say, <laughs> but, uh, I, I will say, if they do that, that's WCW bullshit. But <laughs> I, I think it'd be good to just push it till SummerSlam. I don't. I think that's where you have the rematch for Roman comes back. I, I, to I, I, I just, I just don't think there's going to be that rematch that time that that soon after. I don't. Well, but it, I, it's besides the yeah. point. But I, for for a main event on a B show. We that, got a it's, hell of that's a maybe one of the best main events I've seen in a very long time. Top five of the last five years for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So we got Jey Uso coming out, getting taken out accidentally by Sammy, but we don't see him again. Then Jimmy Uso comes back in, lays some groundwork again uh, on Sammy Zayn. Uh, eventually, Roman gets the pin and win after a nice little exchange back and forth between Sammy and Roman. Uh, you know, throwing Superman punches and Huluva kicks, but the spear gets him. Referee gets up, counts the one, two, three. Then we get more of the beat down again uh, on Sami Zayn, where Roman's just laying into him with chair shots. And then you get Kevin Owens popping out. Great pop from the crowd. Comes out, cleans house, which is essentially the perfect way to end that pay-per-view. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens cleaning house after Sami's already lost. But then Roman and, and the Usos retreat. Kevin bails. And Sami Zayn still gets that ovation of, you fought your fight. We're not disappointed. We love you. I mean, that's the perfect way to go defla- But a very deflated crowd after the three. Yeah. And I think they knew that that crowd was going to get real deflated. Because how couldn't you? They're in his mm-hmm. corner the entire night. They saved Kevin Owens for the right moment. They, they did. They he could have came out earlier. He definitely could have came out earlier. Mm-hmm. They saved that for the perfect moment. It, it uh, was a great way to end the show for me, watching with my wife. She was fucking upset. She was so mad. The group, so chat, the group chat made it clear, but we were both <laughs> cool, calm, and collected about it, though. Just like, they did that exactly how I wanted them to. It, they did, but, you know, for the casual fan, fully invested, and to the point where they're you know, even breaking kayfabe and, and my wife's going, how can they not give that to Sammy after everything he's gone through with the bloodline, after the reception he's got from his fan, hometown fans the last two nights? How does this not work? How does this not happen? How can they not pull that trigger? I'm like, well, babe, this is pro wrestling. And not everything it, goes the way you want it to. 
And that's the fun of it. It, it really is. And it, it's very much of like, look, right now, that's just not the story. It's not the story going into mania. It makes Roman such a more uh, of a monster heel, an asshole, a bad guy to get booed out of every building going into mania and for Cody Rhodes to be the guy to eventually beat him. Uh, that's that's the story, unfortunately. Right. So for unfortunately that's for that- Sammy. But, but you're right. In, in the tweener era, you definitely need a guy to look like a bad guy. Yeah. Like a real full-blown heel. And Roman's now at that point. Rumble well, was the catalyst. And mm-hmm. then obviously in Montreal at the Elimination Chamber, it it's solidified. He is the biggest bad guy going. Well, and you had even mentioned it before how up until Rumble, Roman was getting cheered. Anytime he said, insert town, acknowledge me and threw them one up. The crowd's yeah. doing it with them and cheering. But that's because the bloodline were cool. They were cool bad guys. They had fun segments that were very entertaining, even though they were bad guys. They were still doing fun shit. Plus, Sami Zayn was in there for the comic relief, which makes it even more entertaining. So, yeah, you're going to get cheered. But now they Sammy made it OK for the everyman to like the group they shouldn't. Yes. Yes. But they flipped the script on that perfectly. And let's whole... be honest. Not a lot of wrestlers, not a lot of creative teams and companies can do that properly. But this this time it worked. It worked great. It worked phenomenally. And going into Mania, I don't think Roman's getting much cheers anymore, if any. Oh, I would think none. I think you're getting booed proper by yeah. that SoFi crowd when he comes out. Like you're you are no good to anyone now. Yeah. Which you which again you need. If you're showing someone new wrestling, that's what they should be seeing. It shouldn't be confusing. Sometimes it's okay that it's black and white. That yeah. wrestling is is that way. Like you said, the WCW bullshit. When this era kind of really capped off where the in-between characters, the Stone Cold Steve Austins, <coughs> blurred lines between good and bad. Yeah. It's okay to have a superhero and a supervillain. It, it's basically what I want almost every single time I'm watching a storyline fold out. I want a good guy and a bad guy. Yeah, tweeners are fine sometimes, but eventually they've got to make that choice. And I think that's what lacks a lot of times with these tweener type characters. Um, for me, when it comes to the storyline and what they've done, it's up there with one of the greatest easily since the Attitude Era, in my opinion. I'd, I'd really have to think back and see, think of what are some of the best storylines from the Attitude Era that have, you know, I, I'm not going to talk about a month long storyline. Like I want a lengthier storyline. Doesn't need to go this long. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to think back on that, pal, because this might be the top. I mean, I, I think, it, I think if we're looking at like that kind of long term storytelling, it's harder because it's been a long time since we've seen it done so well. Yeah, right. Everything is trying to like it. It's quick. Like we move through things so fast. I thought Brock Roman could have been on that course. Yeah, when they were in their program, but it just. Brock wasn't there enough to make that's it the count. thing. Brock's in and out so much. Yeah, um, but like Sammy is just there every week. He's making you get invested in him, which then case you're like the bloodline's the best. You you can right. guarantee like you're gonna laugh during a segment, or you're gonna realize like, oh, this is the real deal. These guys beat people. Like they hold <laughs> the gold. Yeah, but uh, after this, like it's I don't think it was ever their intention for this to be as big as it was. I don't think they put him with this group thinking like, this is the plan. Like we're, mm. we're looking 10 months down the road. No, I think this organic 
magically happen and they're like hey well we're, we're gonna keep running with this like we're we're making shirts like <laughs> they 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 played this hand as they went every step of the way you and i have talked about this a few times in the past off air um when this storyline started vince mcmahon was in charge of creative that was like last may last june like vince was probably on his way out but he was in charge of creative until that night that he tweeted out i'm no longer here so Sami Zayn with the bloodline with the Usos started with Vince when Triple H took it over. I'm, this is just me guessing and and you know going off my own little opinion here, but I think Sami is a Triple H guy, and I think Triple H knows he can trust Sami because of what he did for him in NXT. And, well, I think that that takeover for Armenia in Dallas was yeah, living proof of that. Like exactly. you went and you 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 maybe had match of the weekend, and it wasn't on that show. Wasn't on Vince's show, man. You had the the you've had the best match with Shinsuke Nakamura since he came to the company. It was his first night. Hundred percent. You made you made Shinsuke the the killer that he was in that match, which set up his basically his future for WWE. Um, so I think Triple H knew like I can trust Sammy, and with Paul Heyman being heavily involved, according to dirties and radio shows, in that storyline, making sure that Roman looks like a million bucks. And making sure things make sense. They've done that job. My it, only maybe, worry now, Maybe like so much so where I'm like, it's airtight how it, good of a job they did. It really is. It it, uh, it also showed that like, man, like you can really book a storyline. And as long as it's entertaining, you have little cliffhangers, you have heat, you have, you know, everything that you need. You could do this for, you can do this for more than one storyline like let's let's get this going here i think i'm a little worried now because vince is back but my my once triple h was taken over i was like man once mania is done because i'm pretty sure a lot of the plans for mania were already set by the time triple h took over at SummerSlam last year oh i i think it was in the plan for cody no matter what like that that was Mm -hmm. easy piece when he when he came back if it wasn't for injury this the bloodline stuff maybe would have been done sooner you know plus you know you they probably had all right we're going to have a Logan Paul match. Uh, we're going to have this type of tag team match for, with the Usos. Something's going to be involved with the Usos, this, this, and this. I think a lot of things were in pencil. And then just fill in the blank afterwards. So I was always excited for like, once Mania is done, what's Triple H's, whatever you're going to do for me the next year. Now that Vince is back, I don't I don't know, but maybe I shouldn't think about that too much. No, I think I think you keep it going. You had a lot of light on a show that has no business being that good. Even yeah. if you are Vince who wants to get your fingers in back in it, you can't ignore what you heard from that crowd. And I'm sure what the views did. I, I'm sure numbers wise, it was a huge success. They already, they've touted that I believe today or yesterday. Um, it's the biggest elimination chamber pay-per-view that, ever. Yeah. Like, Viewers. Yeah, for, then there, revenue, there it is. Sponsors, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was. And that's, that's very much on the hands of the main event, which is awesome to me. So it um, sold a show. It, it really did. I mean, it helped that the hometown guys in the main event and the main storyline, it, it'd be curious to see what would have happened if Sami Zayn wasn't in the main event against Roman, but that's not what happened. We're just dealing with what we got. And uh, we got a phenomenal match. Uh, we'd love to know what you guys thought of the main event match. I know we're about, about a week out here now, but we're back. So we want to hear from you uh, at in my host pod on the Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you think. Just send us a DM or comment on any of the, the, the posts we've made before. Well, obviously, when we post a show, you can comment below that as well. Um, 
we'd love to know what you guys thought, but that was a, a hell of a match from two guys that let's be honest, Mike, a year ago wouldn't even be in the same ring unless Sammy's jobbing no. out to Roman to just make would, Roman look good. Would never have never thought that this was going to be a main event ever. Right. It would never be a main event on a pay-per-view. And it was, and it sold, and it worked so, so well. I'm excited for everything coming out of it. Obviously, we'll be talking about it all the way up until WrestleMania. Yeah, man, I'm getting pumped for Mania, dude. It's uh, well, for sure. Like you, you leave this show and you're like, okay, (laughs) you're in the right direction. So let's let's keep rolling. But but with that being said, um, for those two, there was a whole other card of matches, and it sucks because as quickly as it was, that women's elimination chamber match, I liked. I did. We couldn't get Oscar there somewhere, some other way. Yeah, it's nice to see that they've got uh, Oscar in a prominent spot again after being basically a mid card type wrestler for years, way, way too long. Um, but yeah, the women's main or sorry, the women's elimination chamber match opened the show, and can't say a bad thing about it. Really enjoyed the match. I thought all six ladies played their spots uh, uh, great. Uh, Liv Morgan came out of that match looking probably like the MVP of that match. Uh, she did a great, great job. Started the match with Natty and um, sold her ass off, worked her ass off, played her character really well, which is like this new crazy, I love pain woman. Um, so <laughs> she loves the pain. And that's that's the way it seems like every time she gets put in a submission hold, she starts screaming and smiling. So that's the way it is. I still don't quite understand the character as to what made her that way or where it's going, but you know, hopefully Rhonda stuff. I thought, I thought was like the seed planting of that. Yeah, it definitely started there, but I don't know if I, they ever explained why, or is she going in like a Harley Quinn Joker type of character where they just love everything, whether it's good or bad, but I mean, you can do that, but you're losing all the time. So is it working? I I don't know. I think like the falls of the like the the faults were like Nikki Cross just fucking useless out there. You came <laughs> in, you got your spot in, you're out as quick as you came in. It feel mm-hmm. bad for her because I I I don't think that this gimmick lasts. This fucking weirdo psychopath she's doing. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the I think Carmella is also getting pushed in a way she shouldn't be. I think she's terrible in the ring. I always thought she's terrible in the ring. I'm a bit of the Shut opposite. Up. I really am. Yeah, that's that's just <laughs> so dumb of you to say. I, I think she's, if she was in the Divas area, I think she would have been the best worker in the Divas area. But, but but she's not. But she's not. I know. I So I don't think she's a bad worker. I think she's a good worker. She knows her gimmick very well, and they've given her plenty over the years. Um, I, I, I don't mind Carmella. I think she she plays a good chicken shit heel. Uh, you know, the, the snotty stuck up bitch from Staten Island is back kind of thing. So... I have no issues with Carmel. I thought she she did her job and she sold her ass off when she needed to. It, it just gets you it gets you put lower and lower down when there's real women's wrestling happening, especially in a, a women's wrestling era where that push is huge. I think they could have done a better job with Ra- Raquel Rodriguez. To be honest, she sh- she should have looked like a monster in that match, and I just I, I didn't feel like she was ever in control. I I agree with you there. Uh, she was just um a, I don't want to say a filler person in there. But I felt that way. I felt like she was in there to catch people and, you know, 100%. throw around the small girls kind of thing. But I, I didn't feel like she was the most powerful force in that match, which is what they try to kind of build her as. 
And, and yeah, she was, she was in the match. She didn't do a bad she, job. She, th- th- thanks for being there. <laughs> yeah. She didn't do a bad job. None of the women did a bad job. I thought they, it was a very entertaining elimination chamber match. Um, but you could tell that this match was set up for Oscar to just, Oh, be I, I think there's the that one. little thing where Liv had that moment where you're like, mm-hmm. maybe they, they will give it to Liv Morgan. Yep. But yep. I think the the Oscar repackage with the face paint and if it was going to be Oscar, the crowd was just way too hot. Like the reaction Oscar got as well. It, it just, it, it was going to be Oscar. Oscar has to be the one at Mania. She has to be the one going over, going to be the one who mm-hmm. takes the title off Bianca. I, I agree. Um, I wanted more from Oscar. I wanted more viciousness and uh, I, I guess the word tough, I'm looking for is tough violence. In a match where you're not, where you're not working an opponent enough, right? Like she strikes weird. Like you've got to be quick with Oscar. You if, you're, if you don't time right, you're actually just going to get caught. <laughs> yeah. Like she'd be in trouble. Like she doesn't hold back when she's like spinning back fists, her kicks. Like they'll mm-hmm. if they get you, they're going to get you for real. But yeah. I think Liv does a good job of working with her, which is weird because I would have never saw that in a million years. But I think Oscar and Bianca are like the matchup. Like it, it's great physical matchup. I, I agree. I'm very excited for that. But I also, I, I also feel in the women, the women's side of things too. Like I think Rhea and um, Charlotte are. That's the matchup. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't have it any other way. So it's kind of perfect women's booking going into Mania. But yeah, I didn't hate this. I, I just again the, the match as a whole, the Elimination Chamber match. I just got I got issues with. Yeah, I think it's dumb. Before we get into the other the men's Elimination Chamber match, let's get into Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Which again for us. We get excited for that. We get excited for Brock Lesnar matches. And a lot of times we always, we always getting better. excited for Brock Lesnar. Yes. Yeah. He's literally one of the, my favorite wrestlers uh, of, uh, of this generation, I guess. Right. So yeah, we got what we got. The guys went at each other and threw suplexes and, and I, uh, some heavy hits and whatnot. This was on track to be awesome. <laughs> Mike, before you go anywhere else, don't we say that a lot about Brock Lesnar matches? I, I think they put him in these like beefcake matches. Like Roman, when he wrestles Roman, like they go there. They do. Yes, they do. Which which is weird that he finds that sweet spot with him. But like the Goldberg matches, mm-hmm. like we we know what how much gas they have in the tank. These guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not asking for an hour long match. <laughs> I'm not. But I mean, like for Bobby to kick out of two F fives barrage of spears like there was offense from both sides and brock one of the best in the business in selling saying it again he's not gonna bury you he'll he'll make you look good when you're getting your stuff in but the way this thing fucking finished Uh, uh, (laughs) Uh, in this day and age (laughs) so we we get like you said the f5s we get the spears we get the kickouts which i didn't want to see this time i'd like i'd like an f5 to finally just be the F5 again. And Bobby Lashley's a big dude. If he throws a spear, most guys should be down. Um, like he did on Raw before the week, the night, the Monday before, Bobby speared Brock in the aisle, and Brock stayed down for like five minutes selling that move. But he's not doing that in the match. I don't know. It's whatever. But anyway, go ahead. It, 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 you, you, gotta, you gotta let that part go. <laughs> I know. Like, how many F5s does it take to kill the Undertaker? <laughs> And that's the thing, like the the WWE has that issue, like they don't have a guy with the finish that is the finish. 
They don't protect it. Like we talked about, Kenny Omega is the only guy we can think of mm-hmm. right now who has the finish that is, that's it. The most protective finish in wrestling. If, if you hit it, it's one, two, three. There's no, you're not kicking out of that. But leading into this, I'm like, cool. They maybe have another three, four minutes. Again, I'm not asking for a lot for these two. I get it. <laughs> but to have Brock hit you with a low blow and not even like the blatant on your knees, like uppercut dick punch <laughs> the, the kick behind gets you disqualified once a ref a ref decides to finally do his fucking job <laughs> in wrestling after like three minutes call, right and you call the match a disqualification what the fuck are we doing you're not continuing this program have someone go over that just tells me brock didn't want to do the job for bobby um it, I don't Which is weird it, because Brock's been good, really good at laying down and doing the job. See, that's what tells me that Brock didn't make this call. I think that they did this to protect both guys. They they needed Bobby to get the win, I guess. They didn't want Brock taking the clean finish or the submission. So I think this is the only way out to keep Brock hot been, going, going into Mania. It's been since Crown Jewel. I know. Let's fucking end this, man. I know. I know. I, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. And I was hoping this match would have been it. Like, like you said, I don't need a, a 30 minute match or a, a Broadway, but you could have no. given me a, a, an eight minute wrestling match that was hard hitting with two giant beefy dudes with a real fucking finish. Yeah. Just killing each other. Right. You know, you can have Brock do the schmoz where he rams his shoulder into the post kind of thing. And Bobby gets just gets one on him. It's not going to hurt Brock kind of thing. Right. Especially if Brock. Plays nothing, nothing can now. I, I know. Pass this. Brock, I know, look, Brock, and also too, what a crowd in his favor. Yeah. We look was, at him as one of our own. Yeah, he is one of our own. Lives so a like, few hours away from us. He is he's over in Canada. Tough break, big, Bobby. Big you are never gonna get the cheers Brock Lesnar's gonna get ever. No one's going in thinking like oh Bobby does it. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? But to end it with that kind of disqualification, what the fuck? It helped no one. And it actually, yeah. you actually did nothing with it on, on Monday night. You actually followed nothing. up in the worst possible direction. Nothing with it. Um, I, I didn't hate, love the finish. I didn't hate it. It was just like, fuck, whatever. It really was. It was just like, fuck, whatever. I just don't care. I, no, I, I just say too. I'm like, what? A, come What's on. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it is what it is, I guess. And I hate saying that when talking about any match or anything pro wrestling, it is what it is, but that's what it was. It was just something to fill the card. Got Brock on the card. You got Bobby on the card. They're trying to keep Bobby hot. I think Bobby's gonna probably going to be uh, a number one contender for whoever the new WWE champion is after WrestleMania. I think Bobby's going to be that first guy to challenge that champion. Um, but we had the match. It was what it was. It just, it just, it it just protected promising. guys. Yeah, it just protected the guys instead of giving the fans what they to. want. I, I it just didn't need to. I agree, but... Thinking back at it more, just what a Bobby weird... kick Brock, right? Uh, yeah. I... So one of the one of the interesting twists of that match, though, was the night before on on Friday Night SmackDown, Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy came out on Friday Night SmackDown and said, "Whoever wins between Bobby Lashley and and Brock Lesnar, I'm coming for you." And then that was it. We didn't see anything from Bray or Uncle Howdy after that match which would have made a little bit of sense to me, but 
I guess this coming week on, on SmackDown, we got a Firefly Fun host. So uh, Bray Wyatt's going after Bobby Lashley, looking going to go I would, to WrestleMania. I would think that's probably, I don't think Brock will work. Um, no, I don't think so either. But like, I'm not trying to act Booker, but I just, I don't see how that plays well. Like, Brock's not going to be afraid of the shitty gimmick stuff. Yeah. Like Bobby could be, because you're going to have some of that at play at WrestleMania. It's going to be yeah. a big part of it. Um, I think the way they went about it, I I think they're really hurt Bray Wyatt again. This guy's been back for how long? And they, I think now uh, we were, we, I know you were high on what they were doing, but after SmackDown, you can't tell me that they may be flubbing this a little bit. Yeah. My patience is running a lot lower on what they're doing, especially now that it's leading to just a match with Bobby Lashley at Mania. It's like who I, has, in my head, who has no fucking belt and no credibility, like, and no pass with Bray. Like they have yeah. no history, no nothing. Like it's we'll get into that in another show because it's right now it's frustrating the shit out of me. So uh let's get into the other elimination chamber match for the United United States Championship. Uh it was the men's match, Austin Theory, Montez Ford, Seth, freaking Rollins, Damian Priest, Bronson Reed. Uh a really strong match where they started off a little bit slow. Oh, let's the Johnny Wrestling. Don't, for, don't forget Sorry, Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Wrestling, yes. Who, Johnny by the Gargano. way, Johnny Gargano. I love Johnny Gargano. One, they need to I start agree. doing something with him that means something on Raw. I know he was hurt for a little bit there right before the Rumble, so that killed a little bit of it. But you got to start letting people know who Johnny Gargano really is on TV because there's a small spattering of Johnny Wrestling chance. But I thought the Montreal crowd would be like full blown into Johnny Wrestling. Which I feel like they're had like him right. They're just making him work. They're just putting him on TV to work. Like that's True. how he's going to get over. I I agree. You're not wrong. But you know, a couple maybe vignettes of his time in NXT with the Johnny Wrestling chants will get people chanting. But you have that match with Johnny Gargano starting against Seth Rollins. Sorry, Johnny, you're already up against the most over guy. Yeah, uh, on the Bad. baby face side, organically over. That's not Sami Zayn. That's Seth Rollins. Montreal and, loved them some Seth Rollins. They did, and that theme song is just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's the song that people sing, and it was—it was great. So, you know, I, I love the fact. Love, love seeing those two lock up. Yeah, they locked up. It was a, a mutual, you know, hey, a couple of old Ring of Honor guys getting at her here, kind of thing, right? Or indie guys getting at her here and i like that those guys kind of work together throughout the match but also when it time to came uh, came time to mix it up with each other they were throwing fists and elbows and what they needed to do but they always kind of came back apart being a part of high spots that terrified the shit out of me (laughs) damien priest should have got a little sit down because of that but um i no just no (laughs) (laughs) you are one of the biggest guys your job is to catch somebody yeah, and the does smallest guy in the match too. Does let him fucking eat it. Oh, <laughs> so but ta- uh, my takeaways from this, like Seth, always a star. Mm-hmm. Win or lose, you weren't going to hurt Seth in this yeah. match. Agreed. People were high on Bronson Reed, and he didn't show out to me. Uh, I'm really big fan of what Bronson Reed, the wrestler, is. Uh, but I think they need to push him as more of the monster kind of guy. I thought he should be killing guys up against the cage killing guys on the outside area around the ring where it's not a ring. It's a little more stiff. And I think they, they try to do that too safely. Um, he, he just, he should have really been killing guys. If yeah. you're going to get him over in any kind of way, mm-hmm. he's just not there. He came back and no one cared. I don't think anyone cared that he was in this match. 
I, I unfortunately agree with you, which uh, is a huge bummer for me. But uh, yeah, I wasn't wasn't too happy about that at all. But he was in the match and he got another match on Raw, which was fine. Um, he's just killing smaller guys right now. It looks like there's going to be a, a, a back and forth between him and Otis. Oh, I think that that's great booking. I think so, too. Yeah, I think that could be a really fun match that doesn't need to be again that could be a brock style match where it's five minutes and just beefy guys hitting each other and then someone pulls off a really impressive thing and then it's done and over with yeah but, but it, when you're in that match where you're kind of getting a showcase like that's what it's yeah. for mm-hmm. i i didn't think bronson reed showed out no I, I really don't uh let's be honest the guy that showed out the most was montez ford the guy yeah, that is my crotch chopping the night away i mean that's gonna stop you can't be doing that after every offensive move that you do because it just becomes lame and not cool. But I think that that was the push of, all right, Montez is going to be a singles guy going forward. And he showed it. He he held his own throughout that entire match, looked great, had the biggest spot uh, in the chamber by hanging off of the roof and falling down, which was shot terribly, Kevin Dunn, as they all are. Fucking shitty at your job. It, which was like, I love seeing something new when you're doing these yeah. gimmick matches. It's kind of the fun of it. I think they're building towards the best possible thing, which is the breakup of the street street profits. We we don't have to get too there? into it, but I think that's where you're going with that. I think that's great for media. I think it's a great undercard match. Them against each other. Yeah, I that split is going to be awesome. I don't think they're going to split them the way you think they're going to. I don't think so. I don't think anyone's going to turn on each other. I think they're just going to oh, kind of go. I think it's going to come down to Montez is going to get the big head and. Who's what's his name? Uh, Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins, I think, is the way they're kind of building it. Is Angelo's been getting wins and showing out matches, mm-hmm. and Montez yeah. is just this flash in the pan. I think it's a perfect way to split these guys, but it sucks for Angelo going forward because yeah. Montez will always have that little bit of extra. Like he's got a better look. I think he's got a little more in his arsenal too. So are you saying they they do the split, but Montez Ford turns heel? Yeah, so Dawkins yeah. becomes the the baby face kind of thing. I like, like I like. I mean, with with the the crotch chopping. I mean, the guy's gonna hit the people's elbow. Yeah, like that to me. I was like, <laughs> okay, someone drop him right now. And, and he did get dropped. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, that's that's a good call. Like for me, I was like, oh, don't just split him up by one guy, turn on the other. For me, I'd like them to kind of see like a bit of a different angle of, you know what. what I'm just going to go after the singles title and we'll come back to when we need to come back to each other. No, no, we'll, we'll, no, nothing. And then maybe later on something happens, but I like the way you you book that. I think we're going forward with, with that split, which is, which like Montez Ford showed out. Like, I think it's a good way to get his name out there. Yeah. It was the elimination chamber. Austin theory looking like the same piece of shit. He always was Austin theory, not getting enough credit. Sure. He didn't put in the most work, but that's the idea behind the Austin theory character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chicken shit heel. Yeah, it, and that's that's the definition of a chicken should heal. Fuck Carmella. <laughs> Austin, Austin Theory can at least work. Yeah, they can. Both I, work. I, I I think I, it's just insane. <laughs> Carmella um, offers more on the mic, I think, <laughs> vignettes. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think watching wrestling, I think Austin Theory is actually quite a good hand. I think he's really great in the ring. I mean, he showed that the following Monday against Edge in the main event. That was a great match, but um. <laughs> Getting back to the match really quick here, pal, before we wrap up. Um, yeah. w- we saw Montez Ford finally get taken out, and he, w- everyone thought he was hurt. 
like legitimately hurt which... well i mean that was kind of like the twitter world blew up like yeah. that's an injury that's an injury and i was like eh, i don't know you, you can still work like make you believe he's hurt it's anytime his job anytime someone gets hurt in pro wrestling and emts come out and instead of checking on his neck and his head they just start pulling him up by his arms it's a fucking work you guys that's I'll not this, how emts work if you don't see the x yeah <laughs> Uh, so they 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 start helping out Montez Ford, which means they have to open the door in the cage, which you know what that means. Someone's coming in. And it's down to Seth Rollins, and it's down to Austin Theory in the final two. Go ahead and, and say it. Go ahead and say it. Who's Booker of the Year? Say it. And the Booker of the Week called it. Fuck, fuck I'll take it. <laughs> I'm not even mad at that. I'll take it. So paralegal Mike, and we always talk before shows and after shows. and Every, every day. Every day. Um, <laughs> You had said Logan Paul's going to get involved. And I said, well, Mike, no, they're inside of the elimination chamber. And you don't really see a whole lot of interference or outside interference in elimination chamber matches because it's not a steel cage match, which no, there's interference in every single steel cage match in WWE forever. Um, But you're right. They open up that door. Seth Rollins is going for the stomp. All of a sudden you see Logan Paul on the side of the ring, springboard, pulling. He's doing the, the buckshot lariat, the hangman's finisher. And he, he does it good. It. Other he does than the it timing, good. Other than the timing of pulling the move off, he, uh, yeah, he nailed he's, it. He's a, he's a little late on that clothesline, hey? I think he, he was is. waiting for the cue from Seth, and I think Seth just thought he was going to go because he was in the right spot at the right time. Just go. So I think that's where the mix-up was. But he lays out Seth, hits him with the curb stomp. Logan Paul onto Seth. Logan Paul leaves. Austin Theory hits his finisher, retains his United States Championship. Uh, and and did a great job. It was a very fun match. It started off a little slow. I enjoyed it. I, I, I'll, I'll, let's be honest, Mike. I got a text from you. You said you're not loving it. I said I'm not. not I'm enjoying it so far. But after you sent that text, is when shit picked up. Like yeah, really it, within a minute after they sent that, you sent that text of like, man, I'm not loving this. It really picked up, and was a fantastic match. So I think it's it, worth the watch. I think I think it, it's worth the watch. I think the things that built from it moving forward are really great. I think by poor Damien Priest, like, thank God you're a part of the Judgment Day. Because really, yeah. at this point, like, I don't see where you benefited at all from this match. But like, he was just a guy Seth, in the match. Seth, Seth and Logan now, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's perfect to have him come out now because he got six weeks to work the match. Yeah. I, I just, um, I forget who the interview I saw with, too. Um, where everyone's like, we're praising Logan Paul. And again, I've loved a lot of what Logan Paul has done. He's a hell of an athlete. Yep. But everyone has to remember Logan Paul is getting to work these matches for weeks. Mm hmm. There's no calling it on the fly with Logan. He's not there. He's not that kind of talent. It's why we like he he's getting to work these things out. Did you, was that the interview with uh, John Morrison? That it was. That it, yeah. It, yeah. But it, it, it rang he's true. Not wrong. I'm like, I'm like, you're right. The gaps in between stuff like you get this one on one time with like he even says in the interviews with, with Shawn Michaels. You're mm-hmm. like, fuck, yeah, you should be drinking this in. But it gives them time to put on another high caliber Logan Paul match. And guess what? With an athlete, his build. Like, there's the thing, too. Like, I love Roman, but he's not. He's not Logan Paul with what he can do off the ropes. Obviously, we saw at the Rumble, him and Ricochet yeah. like. He can't do that. Seth can. Seth mm-hmm. can work that that style and move fast and move around the ring. It'll be great to watch. I th- it's a match people should get excited for. But I think with a grain of salt, like remember, Seth is a pro wrestler. He can get in the ring with like, this is where we're going. Get there. Yeah. 
but you got to do it inside the ropes. Like you're gonna you're gonna have to talk and you're gonna have to make this work. Logan is just not there yet. Will he be? I think Logan Paul is here to stay. Like I yeah. think Logan Paul is assigning. They they knew they're like we want that fan base, but we want this guy to at least look fucking good while doing it. And he has Crown Jewel. Like I loved him and Roman. Absolutely loved it. It was amazing. So so this this was perfect too. Where I'm like, good. Like you can save a spot on Monday for people who can probably use it, mm-hmm. and just let it be known now. I'll see you there. It really is. It's all you need. It when it comes to Logan Paul. The only way to get better is more reps. But if he doesn't have time for those reps, then he's rehearsing matches. And then what did you say too? Like you're the guy is all over the internet, like very popular podcast, like shit to do. His whole life isn't wrestling. Yeah. But I mean, that's good for baby face Seth Mm -hmm. for those hardcore fans. Because uh, I get why Logan Paul is in the WWE. Trust me, I get it. The best thing is, though, Mike, is even the people that I don't know Logan Paul, I don't listen to any of his stuff online. I don't follow his YouTube show or TikToks or anything like that. But the guys come into our world when he's on my TV, he's entertaining as hell because he's putting on great matches. For me, I don't want to know that if if he's rehearsed that match for a month in a row, it ruins things for me a little bit. But because it's so damn good, I'm good with it. The guy's putting in the work, whether it's behind the scenes or whatever, right? That's where I'm at with you, too. Mm -hmm. It won't make me not want to watch Logan Paul, knowing what he has to do to prepare. If you just deliver on the night you're supposed to, Mm -hmm. fucking A. I'm excited for him and Seth at Media. I think it's easily a contender for show stealer. And I don't know... There's not a lot of matches. There's no matches announced other than two, but we can kind of build the card as we see it with everything that's going on. I mean, on. I think everyone's kind of locking in their matches <laughs> at this point. And, and I don't think they'll be far off, but for a men's elimination chamber, also a whole lot of fun. Slow to start. Mm-hmm. It got stuff done. I now want to know what they're going to do with theory. Is Cena going to be the opponent? Sounds like it's going to be, which yeah, is fine. Like, I think, I think that's good too. Yeah. I, I think because it's good. Because I think it, if you're going to keep pushing theory, which obviously Vince tried. And I think Hunter just had to say, like, let's pump the brakes and do this more natural. I like, believe Theory was one of get... Hunter's like recruits. Like like Steve Carino brought him in because he was it was undeniable. We need this guy in NXT and in WWE. And then they and pumped he... the gas on him and then they pumped the brakes on him a little bit. And but losing the briefcase was smart. Yeah. Smart. Because mm-hmm. I think he's been on a way better path with what's happening now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a great elimination match, uh, elimination chamber match. Uh, the one match I did forget to mention, which will, it, it was, I really enjoyed the match was the mixed match, uh, Damien, or sorry, uh, Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley versus edge and Beth Phoenix. Really How you brought that up? Um, Dominic, the most hated heel in WWE because holy shit, dude, that it's... Montreal crowd just killing him. I am so fucking excited for him and Ray at mania. Yeah, in a lo- a louder crowd to just bury Dominic. He knows, and he has to be told every time he walks back. You're like, "That's it, kid. Mm-hmm. That's it, kid. Like you're <laughs> you're you're there." No, <laughs> the Judgment Day has the best asset going, and that's Dominic Mysterio. He is universally hated, dude. I can't tell you the last time where I've seen, and we I've seen this a million times, probably in the last like five years of one of the managers or guys on the outside getting thrown out of the match, sent to the back or scared away to run to the back, which Dom happened to Dominic. He got chased to the back, but because they were chanting, fuck you, Dominic so loud. I'd bet 
you know, dollars to donuts that Triple H said, get back out there. The crowd is hating you. We yep. need to keep that heat in this match. You need to go back out and join the match again. And he did. I don't think that was planned. I don't know if that's for sure. I'm no, not looking you know, at uh, Meltzer's coaching. I, I, I kind of feel your feeling is right. Because you're like, cool, Like, let's let them finish this out. Let's let's be done with Edge and Beth. And, yeah. And the judgment date. You get them out there because the crowd is a part of the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And Hunter knew it. And he said, here's the plan, kid. Get out there. You'll you'll know what to do. You're, you're a worker. We'll find yeah. something for you. Yeah, but it, it, the hate towards him is just so awesome. I I can't praise Dominic Mysterio enough for like he's taking it on the chin every week because like crowds fucking hate him. I I think it's the way it should be done when you have someone that young and that green coming into the business and you try to push him as a white meat baby face and it doesn't work because it didn't really work with with Dominic Mysterio being a baby face. Turn him heel and make him the biggest asshole little pussy ass bitch boy in the company and people will fucking hate him and they do yeah it's agreed. working great it's working great uh side note i love seeing edge wrestle in any match right now yep. i know his time is is coming up pretty quick here uh before he retires again for good and i love it i thought he did great i thought beth looked great for not being in the ring in probably a year or so uh Rhea did her job tremendously well finn balor I love his work and I always love watching his matches. I don't think he needs to be a Mike guy in that, in that group. I don't think he needs to be talking very much kind of kills it a little bit for me, but uh, really enjoyed the match. Had no issues with the match at all, but uh, it, yeah, it, it again, overall, like for, I wouldn't put anything lower than a C. Uh, I'm, I'm I'd go B minus C plus type if i had if uh, you no, really had for, to... for the over for the overall show yeah b minus yeah. is a fair score i'm gonna go b minus because of how much i loved the ending of the show the main events it 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 sold everything for me and every match was a reactionary i enjoyed every match the brock lesnar match left me shaking my head a little bit but that's sometimes just what brock lesnar matches are, are booked to do so uh it was a great show we both loved it uh we've got an aw pay-per-view coming up in a couple weeks which uh, we'll be watching and discussing. So yes, we're, we're getting into AEW. I know we've been saying that for the last few shows here, but the it's Rumble and Mania season kind of thing, right? So it, it kind of is it's stealing the headlines. It's, it's taking the headlines. But uh, we're talking AEW. We're talking WWE. Any chance we get, uh, as we're recording this, we've got AEW in the background here, and it, hey, it hey, looks like a great show. So excited to go back we, and watch it. We're, we do one show a week. We yeah. pick what we think is the hottest thing going. It may be New Japan one week. We yeah. don't know until we get there, but obviously the focus is, yeah, it's going to shift to AEW. We are going to cover AEW in Winnipeg live. Yeah, very we won't be live, but yes, there will be a podcast <laughs> dedicated to that AEW show and our experience at it. As you have heard, if you were SoundCloud listeners, Scotty Via has been to AEW before. Ooh, what this, will be my, this will be my first time going, but very, very excited. Yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a blast, but... um. Thanks for sticking with us. I know a little hiatus sucked. It, it crushed us to miss that uh, that that second week there that wasn't planned and expected. But uh, we're back in full force. Thanks for sticking with us again on the socials uh, at In My House Pod on Twitter and at Instagram. Interact with us. Comment on everything we're talking about. Uh, if you sent us a message, thank you so much. I haven't checked in about a week because I've just not been near my phone for the last few week or last week with uh, just being uh, deathly ill. Uh, but I'm good to go. We're good to go. We're back again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Go visit Caravan Curio Cabinets here in Regina. 
Caravan, Evan, we love you guys. And uh, once I'm healthy, I'll come and spend some money in your store. Uh, but uh, brother, it's good to be back. It's great talking pro wrestling again with you for our listeners and fans. And uh, I can't wait to do it again next week. Sounds like a plan to me. Thanks as always, Scotty. And again, for all the fan base, we appreciate it. Vacations happen. Sickness happens. Pro wrestling is forever, man. <laughs> and so is the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Cheers, Welcome to my Wowie!